everyone and welcome to another episode of Living on Blockchain. Today we will be interviewing Leah Thompson or you know you would better know her as a girl gone crypto. Uh, she is a blockchain media and content specialist as you might already know. She she makes really fun uh, you know a short form videos and short form content uh, for crypto and blockchain. She does long form too but it's the short form videos uh, that you know that have uh, take, taken the internet by a storm. So I'm very excited about this conversation. Let's get right in. Hi Leah, thank you so much for taking out the time to speak to me today. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me as a guest on the show. I'm really excited to go? chat with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Okay. So, uh, you know, can you tell us uh, a little, can, can you tell our listeners a little about your background and how did you get into this space? Yeah, so I've been in the crypto space for really about three and a half years. Um, but the the funny thing is, is I I had some friends that were Bitcoin miners back in like 2011, and so I go to their apartment. And they have all of these just racks of you know <laughs> different cards, and they were mining. And their apartment was yeah. like so hot from all like running the miners. And I was like, what is this crazy thing? And they're like, you should get into Bitcoin. I'm like, no, I don't think this is for me. <laughs> And so that was my like really first impression of Bitcoin. Um, and then kind of early 2017, um, I stumbled across, I don't know if you're familiar with Steemit, the kind of like blogging yes. platform. Absolutely. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So I ran across that in kind of early 2017 and started posting on there and earning crypto. And that's what really kind of opened my eyes and like led me down the rabbit hole of asking all of those questions. Like, why is this worth anything? What gives it value? What can I do with it? Like, what is this thing called a BTC pair and an exchange and a hardware wallet? <laughs> <laughs> you know, wow. all, all of the questions yeah. that you, you have to start asking once you actually have some crypto to contend with. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. really during the last bull run, I, I think that's when I, you know, kind of the, the bug hit and I was like, this is amazing. And I've just been like pretty much all in on crypto ever since. That's wonderful. Yeah. So, you know, uh, previous to uh, this, uh, what sector were you working in? Considering yeah, so you started I... just three years earlier. Yeah, and I should I should uh, clarify. I started the Girl Gone Crypto social channels a little over a year ago, and so um, right. before that, when I was blogging on Steemit, I was just doing like ukulele covers and kind of random things. Um, but it was really uh, about a year, year and a half ago that I was like, you know, I think I'm going to start a crypto channel and just see what happens. <laughs> wow. So, um, <laughs> But yeah, previously that, that to that, so well, like you're doing splendidly <laughs> well, right? Oh, yeah. thank you. It's it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I, I have a lot of fun watching your videos. So I, I you know, watched the one in which uh, when you know Jackie Rowling had posted about mm. uh, she she was asking about uh, you know crypto, and he had posted that video. So that is the video that kind of got me uh, to follow you on Twitter <laughs> because I thought that was so wonderful. So yeah, I, I think um, more part too because it's so important to kind of um, you know put out the right kind of information out there because this technology is so new and uh, mm -hmm. there are so many people uh, you know who talk with such jargon right and it's it's then it's then you know you cannot expect mass adoption when people are not even understanding it mm -hmm. no I, I I think that's a, such a great segue into like a really important conversation about 
you know, about creating content that's maybe more approachable and digestible for an average consumer. You know, I kind of talk about my first impression of, of Bitcoin was that it was this like really weird thing for nerds. And, um, you know, what, what kind of changed <laughs> that was seeing more like people that were like me that were, you know, having these kind of more like just regular conversations and then learning about crypto through that. So I, 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 I'm glad you mentioned that because I think there really is a lot of power in just having more diversity in the crypto space of not just like people that are involved, but of different content types as well, because then that resonates with different consumers, different types of people. And, you know, hopefully Bitcoin and crypto and blockchain is, is an industry that, that feels inclusive to people when they come to check it out. And so that's something that I really think about with my content. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I think the entire idea of kind of getting into uh, Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies is the best about uh, making the world, uh, you know, more inclusive, and uh, content needs to do that, and it plays such such a big role. What is your outlook on, uh, you know, video content creation vis-a-vis uh, -vis other forms of content uh, in terms of, you know, disseminating this kind of information uh, for mass adoption in in blockchain and crypto? Oh, uh, that's a great question. So, um, yeah, well, I think that there's a lot of different types of content, different mediums that people can use. Like, obviously, there's longer form content, like big blog posts, you know, big medium articles, like longer videos. But I, I don't know, personally, I love short form content. And so that's a lot of what I end up making. So you've got videos like, you know, you mentioned the JK Rowling, like, you know, Harry Potter video earlier, and those are kind of more like playful fun. But I even yeah, do these yeah. like two minute explainer videos. Yeah, where I just like take like a complex topic and try to explain it as best as I can in two minutes. And like that's, I know that's the kind of content I would want to watch if I was just starting to dig into something and I saw a bunch of videos and they were all like 30 minutes long and there's this two minute one. I'm like, oh, let me start there, <laughs> you know? And so, um, but beyond that's that, I think that's true, you know? Because uh, mm -hmm. otherwise it becomes intimidating, right? Yeah, and, and I think that everyone has different styles of, of how they like to learn, you know, as well. And so kind of coming back to what you were saying about different types of content being important, I, I think that, you know, the more that we can cater to different um, people's interests and into the type, like the way they like to consume content, I, I think is, is pretty key. And so like within that, you know, something I've been doing more of lately, which is really fun, is making these like TikTok style kind of videos that are almost like comedy sketch about crypto. But, you know, it, my kind of thought process with that is like, even though it's not like heavy educational, it's something that maybe gets people to laugh or maybe gets them to see a different side of a topic, like maybe someone that's not really interested in crypto yet, but they see that and they're like, oh, so something clicks for them because it's put in, in a different type of context. So I, I think there's a lot of power in exploring like different, not just different types of content, but kind of different emotions, like bringing comedy, bringing lifestyle, bringing different types of things into, into it as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think ultimately it's about creating content that will speak to, you know, uh, the person who's consuming it. And as you mentioned very correctly, that everybody has a very different way of kind of uh, assimilating content. Not everybody likes, uh, you know, long form content. And, uh, you know, at times long form content can also be a barrier, right? because uh, people find it very intimidating. So uh, I think what you're doing is, is absolutely amazing. I think that is exactly what people need to be doing to sort of get uh, the information out. Because right now, I think that is the problem uh, with this sector, that not um, enough uh, information is there in a cohesive way, right? Because there's, there's like, you start Googling it, as you said, it's like down rabbit hole.
<laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Yeah. So no, and I, I think that you know you're doing some really like a really good job of uh, you know content creation. So what are the kind of uh, services that you know you uh, you provide with your platform? Um, yeah. So I mean, I guess when it comes to there's a few different things that I um, kind of do. It's it's really random, but I, I joke that I have a video production company and I didn't plan it. But like when I uh, started making videos, I, I had a lot of different crypto brands reach out to me being like, Hey, can you make our tutorial videos for like our website and our, our, um, you know, YouTube channels. And so I actually do quite a bit of that, which is kind of funny, but, um, you know, there's a lot of different brands where I've maybe made their educational videos about their product. Like, um, like, let's say like, um, coin payments is one that I work with quite a bit. They're a crypto payment processor. And so I make videos about, you know, merchants accepting crypto and doing tutorials on, on how to do that and, and things like that. And so so that's been really fun to kind of explore that side of things as well. So I, I make my own content, but I also do work with other brands as well to make their content. And that's been just a really, it's a really fun way to get to know some of these like really uh, cool crypto brands a little bit better. Cause you get almost like inside the team a little bit, you know, you're working with their people and, you know, crafting the message and everything together and doing all of that. And so it's been, it's been a fun way to just kind of get to meet more people in the crypto world as well. Um, and then in yeah. addition to that, I, I have a show, you know, kind of similar to the style, you know, except it's video, but where we just chat and I interview different people in the crypto space. And um, that's been a really fun thing, too. So, you know, we talk about long form versus short form content. And even though short form content is kind of more my favorite, I, I do long form content as well, you know, with these different interviews with CEOs and founders of different various projects. And that's been a really cool way to get to learn more about some of these different projects and things that are happening as well. Cause there's, as you know, there's always so much going on in the crypto space. And so if I can sit down with someone Absolutely. for like 15 minutes and ask all my questions and record it and share it as an interview, like that other people hopefully find helpful. I, I feel like that's a win-win. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah. No, there is, as you mentioned, there is so much going on uh, at any given point of time in this space. You know, recently, uh, DBS Bank announced that, uh, today only, they announced that they are going to be opening up an exchange. So uh, did you hear that? And was it expected, like, after PayPal, uh, DBS is, like, again, a very big brand to sort of launch something like that? Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, and I, I just think, in general, there's been so many really kind of like big bank or big investor type of announcements the last week or two were like PayPal, Square, uh, you know, um, what is it, Stormridge, yeah. like there's just been so many like, you know, what I kind of refer to them as like the suits, the suits getting into Bitcoin and it's it's been pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is. I think this is uh, this this just kind of uh, bodes well. I think for the whole space. So, are there any particular projects that you know you you are rooting for currently? Mm, okay. Yep. So, um, you know, I've mentioned Bitcoin a few times. Obviously, Bitcoin's Bitcoin's my homeboy. That's my original love. <laughs> um, but, um, but you know, just in general, um, I'm a really big fan of privacy coins as well. I think that as we move into kind of this next stage of adoption, I think that we're going to see a, a big move to privacy coins as kind of these original Bitcoiners, you know, as there comes in more 
regulation and, and more kind of stipulations and rules and taxation and like all these different components that we probably need for mass adoption, you know, for the average consumer to actually get involved. I think that the people that really kind of have those original values of self-sovereignty and privacy will probably start moving more towards using privacy coins, in my opinion. Um, and so um, I'm a big fan of Monero. I, they're kind of the OG uh, privacy coin, in, in my opinion. Privacy. I, I just I really yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like the tech behind it. I like the community behind it. Like the the values of the community feel really strong, which is cool. One of the things I always like to look at when you know, looking at a project is like, who's the kind of head of the project, the figurehead, and do they seem to have good values? And I, I know that's maybe not the, the, I mean, that's only one marker, you know, to use when evaluating a project, yeah. but it's definitely one that I, I like to look at. And I feel like marker, that, right? like, I think so too. I think it just really speaks to, yeah. um, you know, like kind of my confidence in, in, how they built the the code and how they you know really set the project up to hopefully be decentralized and i know there's you know various shades of centralization and decentralization with any project but um but yeah so i i guess to circle back and answer your question i'm i think that uh privacy coins in general are, are something i'm really looking at right now wow okay yeah i think uh that is something that that's a space that's going so, you know, it, it becomes hard and then kind of, you know, the noise kind of moves away to other things that are happening. Mm -hmm. But I think that's, that is something that's going to stay, right? Privacy and data protection and that kind of data sovereignty. They're, they're uh, big things. And now people are getting more involved in these spaces. They're getting more aware. So I think it's only going to get bigger. So you, I think you're, you're pretty much bang on there. What about DeFi? <laughs> what is your, uh, you know, <laughs> outlook on DeFi? Obviously, I'm going to ask you that. DeFi is like yes. really hot right now and everybody <laughs> keeps talking about DeFi. So I, I would love your take. What is your take on yeah, absolutely. I know. I always joke in my own interviews right now. I'm like, it wouldn't be a good blockchain interview if we didn't talk about DeFi. So it's, it's, it's the, the big topic right now. So um, so, yeah. so my thoughts on it in general, like just from a high level is I, I know um, kind of earlier this summer, a lot of people were saying things like, oh, this is giving me 2017 ICO vibes and all of this. This feels like a fad. But what's yeah. really interesting to me is that I think that most people have kind of come around to like realizing that this might have like some similar feeling hype around it, but the actual underlying technology and the methodology behind, you know, what this, these tools actually can do is much, much stronger than what the ICO boom was. Right. And so I think right. that there's, yeah, there's, I think a lot of runway left for DeFi. Like we might start seeing um, <clears throat> sorry, um, we might start seeing, you know, less crazy APYs, like, you know, you might not be able to get these like 100,000, whatever returns anymore. But I, I think in general, the thought process of, you know, how these um, kind of like liquidity pools work and market making and taking really the, the profits that these centralized exchanges are, you know, pocketing right now and giving it back to the users that are helping to, you know, put up the capital to make these markets, I, I think is is awesome and, and a really positive move for the space. And one that I think that as we continue to evolve as an industry, like we'll even see more like big players, more of those suits, you know, even getting into DeFi. And, and I think yeah. that there's there's really a lot of potential here. 
Wow, yeah, I think that's that is that is like a perspective that I share as well. I think you know, even though there is a lot of noise around DeFi, and people seem to think that it might be like the ICO boom and it might just crash, crash and burn. I, I don't believe that that is what is happening. I think a lot of good solutions are coming up, which are really solving, uh, you know, some uh, pertinent problems. And uh, because and because of the kind of teams that are backing them, I, I also feel very strongly that you know, DeFi is here to stay for some time. Mm-hmm. I do um, want to say too, though, that if part of the reason it's getting a bad rep in some circles is because there really have been a lot of scams. And so for those of you listening to this, be careful out there, do your research. It's uh, There's a lot of great projects, Absolutely. but definitely, definitely a, a lot of, you know, there's anonymous teams and we've seen a lot of different rug pulls and people exit scamming. And so um, you know, there's varying level of risk versus reward, right? And so I think just know that going in, um, that there are CFI alternatives that are more centralized that won't maybe give you as good of returns. Um, but if you're looking for something that feels more stable, you know, there's things like Celsius and BlockFi that'll give you smaller returns, but you know, it's, it's, and it is custodial, but it, it's, you know, there's not going to be a rug pull on like Celsius and BlockFi, right? So I, I think like everyone just has to gauge their own level of risk versus yeah. reward versus wanting to hold their own funds and all of that. <laughs> all of that. Yeah. All of that. So I think it's, it's a lot to do with the, you know, kind of risk appetite that you have. Mm-hmm. And you, you've kind of summed it up very correctly. That, you, know, you need to do your own research. So, uh, you know, let's move on from the DeFi. There's another thing that's making a lot of noise, which, uh, you know, NFTs, so non-fungible tokens are making a lot of noise. What is your outlook on those? Yeah, I actually think that the NFT community might be my favorite, like, community in crypto right now. Like, I just love that all of these artists are coming together and they're using this um, this process to be able to, you know, really profit from their art, but then also to support other artists. Like that's one of the things that I think is really cool is there's a lot of kind of market making within the NFT community where someone's buying someone else's art thinking, oh, this is a great deal. This might go up and then they're selling it on their own pages. So there's a lot of really cool support of artists happening within the secondary NFT markets, which I think is awesome. And so um, I actually, I haven't gotten too deep into NFTs myself yet, um, partially because I'm not really an artist on in my own sense. Like I, I would maybe consider like, you know, making videos like a form of artwork, but that's not transferable really to NFTs. And so um, I've been... <laughs> yeah. I've been meeting with different artists to try to find someone I like to commission some pieces. So hopefully I've got an NFT series that I'm, I'm hopefully going to be coming out with in the next few weeks. Uh, I'm not sure when this recording will air, but um, hopefully, you know, well, that'll be up soon. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, since I'm not really much of an artist myself, I'm having to find, find artists to work with before jumping in. <laughs> Yeah, okay. But yeah, I, I also believe that it's like a really interesting space. And I, I think it has a lot of potential. Uh, so it, it's a space to watch out for right now. It's seen uh, like a resurgence after uh, the initial crypto kitties, etc. <laughs> kind of faded out. So uh, yeah, this is just a space that I'm also keeping an eye out on. But, um, uh, you know, like you, I haven't really gotten very deep into it. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to sort of stay abreast uh, with the kind of all the developments that are happening. So nice. Um, what, uh, you know, kind of um, moving on a bit to a, a different chain of thought, are there any kind of uh, books uh, that, you know, you would recommend or some kind of content that you would recommend to people who are trying to, you know, who are just like peering in uh, from outside and they want to get into this space? 
maybe any kind of content that you would recommend apart from your you know your own content uh, that you think would be good for somebody who's just starting out yeah that's a great question so i always kind of come back to andreas antonopoulos um both from yeah. a, a book and a video perspective so no matter how someone likes to learn like his books are like actually like pretty short and digestible um you know like he's got a whole series yeah. of kind of basics and so it's not this really big intimidating book when you get it in the mail <laughs> but also you know he does a great job with breaking things down in, in different videos on his youtube channel and so depending if someone prefers to read or, or to watch videos i think he's a really good first step as a resource Absolutely. I think, you know, that I think uh, Andres Antonopoulos has done like a fabulous job. His videos, his, the books, they're so compelling. Uh, like, mm -hmm. you know, you, he makes a compelling case. And that is that is what I like about his content, that he actually makes a compelling case for blockchain, for crypto. And, uh, you know, I, I believe that even a non-believer, once they kind of consume a little bit of his content, would see some reason in this in space. Mm, yeah, absolutely. No, he's he's a great just resource and presence within the crypto space. And, you know, we talked earlier about like, you know, I feel like sometimes you can really feel the ethos of, of someone and like why they do what they do. And, um, you know, obviously you, we never really know with people, but it seems to me like he is really here for, you know, like he loves to educate. He loves to help bring people into the space. And I, I think that's really cool as well to feel that. Yeah, he's here for the greater good in, in it. So yeah, that, that is kind of something that does show uh, through his content. And I, I think I completely agree with you there. Awesome. So, uh, you know, Leah, now, you know, I this is like kind of my penultimate question. I ask uh, all uh, the people I interview here, uh, you know, because this, this interview, uh, this, this podcast primarily was started because I wanted to throw more light on the women working in this space. So are there any uh, women leaders that you know you think uh, that that our listeners should follow. I think the the men uh, people are already aware of. There are a few obvious <laughs> ones, uh, but women. If you could throw light on some women thought leaders that you think uh, our listeners should listen to, or be following. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, so yeah, there's there's tons of really incredible women in this industry as well. So um, people that I like to follow are um, I really like to follow uh, Catherine Coley. She is the I believe she's the CEO of Binance US is her is her title. Um, but yeah. Um, Yep. Um, Meltem, I don't know how to say her last name, Demores or something like that, um, does a lot of great stuff for the industry. Caitlin Long, who's running, you know, the big project out of Wyoming, is doing a lot of really interesting things with, you know, kind of building your own bank and, and building a community. Um, and then on the more like content creator side of things, like women that I really enjoy interacting with are, you know, people like... Um, Naomi Brockwell, I think she she makes really great YouTube content. Um, Crypto Finally yeah. is a, a good friend of mine and someone that I do a lot of live streams with and we do a lot of like Bitcoin yeah. beginners kind of videos and things. And so she's a really great one to follow. Um, Tech with Catalina is, an, is another female I would absolutely recommend people check out. She is based in Argentina and she has um, both a Spanish and an English channel and she just does incredible educational content and is a really, really good person to follow as well. Wow. Okay. You know, you're, you're probably one of the very few people who've actually named so many and I'm oh. glad that you did. <laughs> Usually people like 
the girl like okay we've been put on the spot and we don't have any names but and they usually name a lot of men and i'm really happy that you actually shed light on a lot of so because there are you know there are there are women here in this space who are uh, you know moving things and doing such uh, amazing work that i think it's important that we kind of throw light on them uh, men usually do hog up a lot of light and it's, it is uh, <laughs> it is just that the gender issue is skewed everywhere so yeah that thank you so much for naming so many so now coming to uh, you know my last question uh, if um, again to our listeners if somebody is uh, again as i said if somebody is peering in how would you suggest they start uh, living on blockchain how do they get into the space according to you what should be their first steps you know, I think the first step is really to just kind of get get involved, get a little bit of crypto, get a little bit of Bitcoin and then start playing around with all these things. And, and the reason I say that is it kind of mirrors my own journey and my own story of how like, you know, I was telling you, I had friends that were telling me about Bitcoin for years and I didn't really listen to them until I finally, like I, I had a little bit of crypto on my own and I was like, wait a second. Okay. Now I got to figure out what to do with this and start asking all those questions. And so- yeah. I, I'm a really big fan of, of that. Like, you know, even if you've like, I don't know, got like a hundred dollars to investor, there's even places where you can earn crypto, you know, like um, if you're in the US, there's a, a browser plugin called Lolly that you can earn crypto for your online yeah. purchases. And so there's various ways to kind of get your hands on your first few Satoshis, right? Your first little bit of crypto. And um, yeah. I, I think that's really powerful as just kind of a, a way to encourage like exploration and, and learning. Um, and then at that point, you know, kind of follow the questions you need and, and you know, find YouTube videos and do, or books and do different things like that. Like we talked about earlier. But yeah, I think the most powerful lesson and tool is just to get your hands on some crypto yourself. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty straightforward way. And I think that is the way anybody should start to just get their hands dirty a little bit to get involved. And only when, you know, you sort of get involved, then it kind of piques your interest and you look at other avenues, right? Then you're mm -hmm. open to exploration. So absolutely <laughs> uh, I, yeah this is this has been an absolutely amazing chat uh leah any parting thoughts um, I just want to say thank you so much for having me as a guest. It's it's really great to connect with other women in the space. You know, like we were talking a moment ago, there's, you know, we're a little few and far between, but yeah. hopefully that's changing and we're changing that. And so um, I really appreciate you having this podcast and for having me on as a guest. Thank you so much for taking out the time. This has been a lovely conversation. Thank you so much. Mm, thank you. <laughs>